Brother man. Willis. What's Gillis. What's happening, bro? I ain't nothing, man. You act OJ checking in. OJ checking in. There he is. There he is. Did he? How you be, brethren? Bless, bless, bless. What it do? What it do, OJ? Y'all hear me clear, man? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, these AirPods, boy, these Apple, the uh, Pros, woo. Mm-hmm. They different. They block out all the outside doors. They mm-hmm. Uh, London. The Sleezer, no geezer. Welcome. I like this out because it allows you to do everything. Testing, and testing, see. testing, testing. We can hear you. We can hear you. It's going down, y'all, boys. Ain't nothing much, man. Living and learning. Yeah, I, like so I hope y'all got your party kits. Everybody got their party kits? Hold up, not yet. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, you ain't got a whole up, though. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm setting my situation <laughs> up. Got a little at uh, Crown I'm Royal. on that guard right now. Hey. Got a Crown Royal Peaks today. Nah, I'm on that, uh, that's my regular user. Jack, I got a little crown up in there, though. I'm going to have to go get me a bottle of wine, man. I got to go. I ain't going to lie, Willie. Try that, um, that Louis Martin. That Louis Martin. Louis Martin. It's not good, bro. What it's kind of wine is it? It's red. Hmm? It's a uh, cab. I like cab, bro, because it gives you, it's strong and it's sweet. I, I like the cab. See, I'm gonna have to, I might try it. I just. I'm so you gotta stuck get on, on your brawn, man. I'm so stuck on. See, Braun be drinking that red bitter wine. I just side that dry. I, I like that dry that, wine. He likes that dry. I'm not a fan. Hey, before we get to kicking that flavor, right quick, let's um do the intro. One, two, three, four, five, four, five six, six, seven, eight, nine. Y'all know the rest. Y'all know the rest. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> 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 we live, baby. We live. Go on here and kick that flavor. Yeah. Y'all boys talking about that red wine. Sipping connoisseurs. Uh, yeah, man. I, I like personally. dry wine, though. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur in the wine. I just, I know, but I have no, I have really no knowledge of. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I like what I like. You know, when you had a certain wine and I just, like when I go, I literally got to go to food line and I used to. I haven't in a while, but I buy like the little the dumpling, uh red blush. It's some sweet wine. Something I like. It's like a it's like a seven eight dollar bottle. Why don't we get high anyway? I'll be on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our normal Friday activity. Like, about the Lamont Brown in the building. Y'all drinking? Y'all thinking? Oh, well, you know thinking. we on our. I'm about to. Hey, not the too. Uh, uh, yeah, what kind is that? Uh, what's that classical punk? 1840. All right, they got me a twelve pack of them rolls. See where them, where them take. All right. I wanted to pick y'all brain tonight, man. Okay. This is our first shot. 
considering this whole political climate, and fellas, if you could kind of mute, mute yourself if you ain't, if you ain't holding the floor, you can go ahead and do that. One great thing. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. It's loud. Somebody got a lot of noise in the background. Yeah. Whoever that is, go ahead and mute yourself until you interject. So we don't have no feedback on the recall. All right. So the first topic of the night, we want to, uh, I want everybody to prioritize what you believe are the top three things America needs in this political season. So in the wake of COVID-19 or whatever, whoever gets elected, who is what should we as black Americans be demanding from our political leader? Top three things. Oh, no, that sounds like something typing or something. Um, I think it's that. Brown. No, it's not. That might be Landon. No, nah, Landon ain't. Landon ain't. I'm sitting still. I have no idea. Um, Go, go ahead. The three things that I need, I think we need. One is a, 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 a everybody needs a, a savings and an emergency fund. You know, that's the biggest thing right now that a lot of people are going and filing employment. That's not, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's good that we got that, but we need a, a savings and an emergency fund, at least three to six months of emergency fund. You know, that way we can, you know, uh, still live within our means, you know what I'm saying? Or the way we used to live before all this coronavirus, this one. Um I think we need I think we need to have some accountability from our leadership that's in office. I think we do need some accountability. We need to be told the truth about what's going on and um not just treat it as no mediocre as the flu because obviously it's not the flu. And also we need to hold the thing that we need, we need to hold these companies accountable too, because it's Ruth Chris and Shake Shack, they should be asking for $20 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ruth Chris got $20 million in the, in, the, in the loan, and once they got called out, they gave it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need none of that. You know what I'm saying? We got to call them, them big corporations out. You know what I'm saying? They took away from the small business community. And you know what I'm saying? And then, and then America gonna cry broke because they feeding the, the big company. Boy, Rue Chris don't need no 20 M. They sure got a good 400 out of me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> 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 so I, think, I know they do. I know they doing that to folks on a consistent basis. They but see, they, they gave it back for people like Shake Shack. People don't know Shake Shack is a McDonald's corporation. You know what I'm saying? So mm. what it look like Shake Shack asking for millions of dollars taken away from people from the small being of people. But a lot of people don't know about that 80% of employment in America comes from small businesses. And damn near all the small businesses are run are family owned. You know what I'm saying? So if it weren't for small businesses, a lot of people wouldn't be employed in America today, at least 80% of America. You know what I'm saying? So I think the backbone of the economy. Yeah, so we need to start holding these CEOs accountable on where they put their money. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's out there, we need to still hold them accountable. That's how I feel. They're my thing, man. Fellas, what's your top three priorities? I think uh, me personally, just going off of what I've experienced um, during this time, I think, for one, I bank like on what OJ said about the savings account. I think that is very important at this time because – 
and don't set a standard on how much it should be. It should be as much as you can because we don't know. We could be at a state of lockdown for God knows when until when. Um, so I think having a financial backbone is a good part. I think that'll be the first thing. Secondly, I think that this is a time for mentally um, and I say that because me, myself, this is my first time being living on my own. And I think for the past like two or three days, I've been having tough days, like mentally, like I've been just kind of struggling on just being in here by myself because I think me and my life, I think a lot of times I other people's energy helps me go through. Uh-oh. Yeah, it charged you yeah, up. Yeah, like I factor of being around people, talking to people, like that's me. So being yeah, yeah. isolated, it kind of hinders me. And I know I'm not the only person in this world feeling like this right now because so many people that 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 thrive off of other people's energy. And like for me, it's super hard. Cause shit, like at nighttime, it's get it get quiet and it get lonely, and, and I just be in here. And your ass, you already Yeah, you know, and I'm not a person that goes to bed early, so it's like I try to do different stuff. I pray, you know, I and and it's been working, but at the same time, like it's a long time before we even get out of here. Like me and being in Virginia, we we stuck until June 10th like this. So I'm trying to figure out ways to help myself. And then my third thing would probably be um, (coughs) if I just had to just pick out something. uh, I don't know, man. I think educating ourselves right now. All of us, I think think all of us have sat down and read something or looked at something, something to expand our mind. Um, I was talking to Brother Cravon last night about uh, expanding our brain so we can control it. Uh, once we're able to control the way our brain operates, I think we'll operate at a, on a different frequency. So being able to educate ourselves and, and continue learning, I think that's that's a big part of what's going on right now. Like We got to start teaching ourselves. People should come out of this better than they did beforehand. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Brown, Fleaser, what's your top three priorities? Man. Coming out of this, man. For, for me. For humanity, for our people, you know what I'm saying? Even for you. Yeah, I say for me, uh, the first one uh, overall is just mental health, making sure you're in a uh, proper space within your own alignment, making sure all your ducks in a row so when you step out of this, you can be an effective human being. Uh, the second one, the second one, I would say would probably be uh, just uh, making sure you're generally not generally knowledgeable about what's going on. I'm not like a news nut or anything like that. Uh, but and there's many people like me who don't pay attention to the news as as often as other people do. Uh, but just uh, knowing what's going on within your situation. so uh, as long as I feel like you got that at least base knowledge of what's happening, making sure you're not lost out here. Once you step out that door, uh, you know what's going on, and you should be straight. And the third one, and the third one is just man, shit, keeping yourself happy, bro. Doing what you like to do within the within the means of uh, what's going on. Like if you like to sit back and. 
get a drink, bro. Make sure you sit back and have that drink. You, you smoke that cigar. Make sure you smoke that cigar, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let these folks stop you from having your good time, bro. You can still, you can still take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That self love is essential. I'm telling you. Right. That's good. That's a good observation. I personally would prioritize my top three things, bro. In the wake of all this that's going on in the world, I definitely see the need for a universal, universal health care system to be implemented. There's oh, yeah. no reason we have people dying with pre-existing conditions that were never really treated or educated properly. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be number one for me. For number two, I think it's important that everybody takes responsibility in it. In, in a holistic self-care. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to self-educate mm-hmm. in any way, that's important. That's imperative. Because, shoot, when, when, when stuff gets shut down and you got to rely on self-sufficiency, what do you have? If you don't got nothing in the bank, if you don't got nothing in the bank, you know what I'm saying? You don't have nothing to rely on but other people. And I think my last priority would be I don't know. I think on the broader scale, I want I want to see resources be funneled to our community, bro. Like the the schools that we that we send our children to, or the, the schools in the neighborhood where we come from, need to be better resourced so that our communities can can grow stronger. I think those are my top three priorities. What about you, Brown? Brown, I don't hear from me. Huh? Are you on? Yeah, he came back. Yeah. So how we got a match? Yeah. Clack was talking about we got a match. Not to cut y'all off. I guess it's five or whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a match. I think it's like a ten match. Though, I want to say. Honestly, bro, for me, like the, the most important thing when you come out of this or when you come into this, when we've all come into this, is trying to re- is remaining yourself. Um, I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people getting lost. And, you know, the social media of it, don't come out of this without a new skill or don't come out of this, you know, without yeah, doing something. That's huge expectation. Without, yeah, without doing something new when and in, when in reality, bro, you don't have to. Um, for, right. for a lot of people, for that's a big. lot of people, bro, this has been a time where they've got to find, like they finally got to reset and they finally got yeah. to, you know, relax because of the hustle and bustle of the, you know, everyday life. Well, you know, people got yeah. kids, you know, people are, are, are essentially still kids with kids and still have to do everyday life. Still have to, you know, work back and you know, go back and forth to work, go back and forth to school and have never had this time to relax and decompress. Where now people have gotten that chance. Hold on, bro. Hold on. Hey, whoever that is, can you mute that right quick? So we can hear Brown? Go ahead, bro. But yeah, now people have gotten that chance to, you know, decompress, um, to not I say to not be on a schedule so much. So, you know, giving people that time to, to find themselves, to be themselves, and, you know, and to really become themselves without having, you know, without succumbing to the pressure of, you know, of other people, of what other people are saying and doing. And, you know, finally being able to learn themselves. A lot of people before this shit got out of touch with themselves. So, you know, now is a great time for them to finally remember, like, who they are. Shit, bitches. You know, we see bitches with natural So let me ask you this. Going. Let me What's ask up? you this. Not to cut you off. You like good? You, I apologize. But those, what you hitting on is so pivotal that it made me think of how would you feel if we implemented as, as humans a week of quarantine per month? I, I like that so idea. everybody can get back to center. I say we do this shit once a quarter. 
At least I said, a month. I'd go crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the <laughs> thing with that, bro. You can't see right now. I think it's worked so well, and it's it, on both on both hands. It's worked so hell so well, and it's been so poor because people didn't have time to plan for it. Whereas you give people time to plan for it, people already, you know, just like a kid in school, nigga, you know, when you got that three-minute break to switch classes, hell, you're going to go find your girlfriend and give her a kiss. When you do people, you give people this shit for a week, you give people this for a week that's mandated, you know, people going to find a way to, you know, start bucking the system. People going to find a way to get around it. People going to find a way, you know, still go to work. But the more rules you give, the more rules you give to humanity, the more they break or bend it. 100%. 100%. Just like motherfuckers yeah. in jails with cell phones, bro. Like it's always there's always a way. There's always a fucking way. But I mean, it wouldn't be bad. It would not be bad to you know implement a week where people have to disconnect. Um, but then again, you got those people who who, as far as you know, anxiety and depression, are living by themselves, and this it's not good for them. So you know, it, it's it, it goes on both sides of the spectrum, but you can well, make it, you can make you an know, argument it, for both cases. In that case, I would definitely say quarantine would. With the things that make you happy. Hey, who 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 who's riding past the airport? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I ain't know who the fuck that is. Let's go to topic number two. No, we already touched on that. Yeah. Who is that? All right. So look, I also had a you know we we love the box. Damn. So uh <laughs> I'm gonna just ask. All right, who's the biggest artist of our time from 2000 to 2020? Who would y'all say are the biggest artists? One, no, no, not are the one biggest artist of our time from 2000 to 2020. Can you say that? Oh, um, I mean, this is your. Well, I think thing. if you had to look over that grand scheme of time from the time frame that you're speaking of, it would for me personally, I believe that it would have to be Jay Z. Um, Jigga, and um, I wouldn't even say that. I would say he's the most consistent. I think because you always hear his name, that doesn't make him the biggest. Because remember, you got to remember that nigga retired. <laughs> yeah, but this is. But as far as his music, like I think he's given given us an album at least every three years or so, or like and even since since we graduated from high school, I think he's given us four albums or something like that. Um, where the hell I been? Cause he gave us, he gave us the uh, Watch the Throne. He gave us when we was in twelfth grade, I think. Yeah, Magna Watch Carter, the Throne. Then he gave us Magna Carta. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Yeah. Four, and then four, he four. gave us four, four, four. And then he just gave us uh the the one with him and his wife. That's uh, everything oh, is love. Shit, that shit. And man. he gave us man. the one with Jay Electronics. Yeah. So, so, that's so that wow. was, those are, that wasn't his. That was Jay. Yeah. That was that man, was just he on every track. But I, I think, yeah. I think, cause it, it's nobody besides him. It's no artist that's in the rap game that's been even a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. hear that. Yeah, besides Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is the only other artist. Wayne, y'all just I don't think it's, it's no, it's no case, bro. Wayne is the biggest artist of our time. Um, you think about, bro. I was in. I'll never forget. I was in seventh grade. And this nigga tried to sell me a mixtape. Um, I want to say it was, I don't, damn, what mixtape was it, bro? Either way, nigga tried to sell me a mixtape, bro. 
And that's when Wayne, I'm talking about, this nigga was, he was dropping heat at this time, bro. I'm talking about back-to-back mixtape. So you can't. It had to be like 300 degrees or one nah, of them. It was, nah, 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 it was after. I'm trying to think. It was, um, damn. We was in seventh grade. That leather so soft. Him and Birdman dropped the album in seventh. That was that like father, like son. Yeah, that was seventh grade. Yeah, like father, like son was seventh grade. Hey, hey, I'm trying to think, but I remember the song. But it's Wayne, bro. It's Wayne. No, Wayne is definitely, and I I definitely say that. But my thing with Wayne is when Wayne went to when Wayne got sick. I think was that like early 2012, like sometime around. Because I know our senior year, he gave us the uh, the the three P, like he gave us good albums. And then when we got to college, so between thirteen, it was kind of four, kind of. I mean, yeah, uh, something like that. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait too, and all of that. So yes. those mixtapes, and the one and dedication. Matter of fact, that's what it was. Dedication. Yeah, so I remember listening yeah, to that yeah. in Baldwin. Dedication yeah. four. Dedication four. So like yep. after Depot, ho. from like 2013 till now, Wayne ain't really gave us nothing. That's a to fact. Really, to you, that's you a know fact. what I'm saying? That's like, a fact. so it. it so, on, hey, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Now that guy, what was it? Carter six. Carter. Yeah, Carter six. When he that motherfucking. <laughs> Six, yeah, five, six, <laughs> hell, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, one of them. But Wayne, um, bro, you know that it, he had some stuff up there, bro. Like yeah, that Mona Lisa yeah. still go now. Don't but we talking, no, about, Wayne, yeah. talking definitely... about large impact. The biggest artist, yeah, about large. The, to, to the to the four fan group. Like for me, my pick would either be Drake or Jay. No, Drake didn't get hot. Drake didn't get hot until eight, 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 ten grade. I'm gonna defend my point. So. If you saying 2010s, then yeah, but Drake was not until Drake 2000. is easily 2010. Listen, now, I'm about to defend my point for you. So you're Come right. On. Drake came out in 09, 08, right? Middle school, mm-hmm. but he didn't propel to the to the to the heights that we know him at now until about 2010. That high school. And is so substantial. As to that Wayne run from 05 till till ten or or, or Jiggers no. run oh five no, until no, no, 05 no, no, no. until thirteen because Wayne was killing because I remember he because remember Wayne changed his whole cast of what he was music like he he went from just listen just having southern uh, fans to global fans when he got on the skateboard and he changed his saying. music. Like, what was the album? The Sorry for the Wait. The all nah, nah. Tapes. Listen, Wayne is definitely top three when we talk about biggest artists from the two thousand era. But I just feel like Wayne well, gotta be in there. And Young Jock gotta be in there. Young Jock is not in there. Young Jock is going down. But Jeezy gotta be in there. Man, I'm talking about up the field. They, 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 they drop. He's talking about on a large scale. Yeah, yeah, the and the G, nigga, them for a motherfucker. Hey, hey, and that bad wild nigga, y'all niggas sleep. No, we're not sleep at all. We're very awake. Diddy, that Diddy. was first not. First of all, first come on. of all, we talk about nigga come in, nigga come in loud and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about people who sustain that heat. Like them boys oh, was hot for a couple summers. I'm talking about people. Like, nothing against Young Jock, but Young Jock, and I mean, he's a working class person now, but Young Jock. Damn, Jock he called him working class. That <laughs> <laughs> nigga drive Uber. Because he drive Uber. He drive Uber. Yeah, he, 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 he built a class. No, but I'm just saying, though, like, we can't sit here and say that he, 
He asked from 2000 to 2020. That's a long and reach, bro. Don't nobody really last. I, nobody but Drake. No, Drake, Drake didn't even last. It's only one artist that has lasted. It's only two artists that's lasted that long. Listen, but I ain't gonna, you gotta yeah. say, it's ain't nobody really listening to Jay Z down south. Bro. We don't listen to that's them. That's not true. That's not true. That's bro. not true at all. We that's that's you name it one city. A lot of people listening. But that's what I'm saying. We though. talking about fifty states. Jay been the goat, man. I can't speak on it if I don't know. I like the new shit with this shit with Beyonce. I fuck with that here because I'm older and mature. But shit, if I was my young state going to the club, fifteen, fourteen, shit, I won't listen to no motherfucking Jay Z. I I I, I listen. Hold on, Willie. Hold on, Willie. Speaking of Beyonce, me and my girl had a debate the other day. Huh? Who is who is more famous, Beyonce or Michael Jordan? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. You mean Jordan or Jackson? Michael Jordan. Michael is... Jordan or, or Beyonce? This was a real live debate. Now I'm a I'm a, and, and you know fucking Jordan. My my I thing same, is I say the same yeah. thing, but I think we're biased. As men who no, no, we're not. But I'm not biased because I'm a I'm a fan of Beyonce. This is why I say I don't think it's a, it's really that close of a race. But I get why she would she might assume that. Um, Michael Jordan changed sports. Man, he changed like, Michael Michael he Jordan changed, changed he, Michael changed he changed the world. He changed and not only fashion. That, yes, so that, that's that was the next point. Like He's literally. It don't matter where you're at in the world. People wear Jordans. Beyonce just got a clothing line. And that's not just and, just, and this, just This because. was my biggest point, right, Willie? To, to kind of caveat to what you were saying. Jordan came. He got drafted in 88, I think. This man yeah. was already a phenom at North Carolina. So he's been famous to America since the 80s. Since 90, 90 91. Right, he was, right, right. That's, yeah. that's just in our country. When he when he started to really get into his prime and his shoes started to bustle, then you talk about his international fame. This dude's brand is as large as the Nike brand at this point right now. That's a thirty year, forty year run of being famous. Almost. Michael Jordan is more popular than the president of the United States. Oh, I think I think Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan played in the league for fifteen years, fourteen or fifteen years, and I think. Over 15 years, I don't know exactly how much money he's made, but I think he's made double that in a 10-year span just with Jordan alone, just his shoes and his clothing line. But the money was different. You got to think about the money yeah. was different. Y'all skipping yeah, all even the major you... points. This man's sponsor, Haynes. You know how much it costs for some Haynes draws it. In the wrong Shit. Hey, I'm about to say, hey, and people sell out of hands. <laughs> you can't find a pack of tees in the summer. Beyonce <laughs> don't have the whole community camped out for some shoes every time they drop. I tell you this though, I, and to you know just to, just to keep the argument on both sides, if Beyonce were to drop some shit in the store. That motherfucker will bring the city out. I no, can no, we, we saw yeah, what her, happened with. We saw what happened with her clothing line with Adidas, right. and that's my thing. Right. Like, if you are, uh, if you, if we tried to even the battlefield and put, okay, let's just say no men allowed on Beyonce's side, no women allowed on on Jordan's side, the playing field would still be uneven because there's so many women that might not yeah. like yeah, Beyonce's you, you music. It, you got to eliminate the biases. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right, so, so but think many. about it like this though. 
but you still have people who were fans of the Detroit or the Bad Boy Detroit Pistons, who were fans of the Larry Bird Celtics, who were fans of the Patrick Ewing Knicks, who will still to this day not they won't even watch the last dance because they don't fuck with Michael Jordan. Still to this day, Man, so damn, it's still that, even yeah, small, yeah, small group. No, man, no, it is not. It is, no, it's actually a very large group of people that think that Michael Jordan ain't and this, that, and the third. This, Bro, but I bet you. I think that. He, listen, okay, even out of that group, one of their cousins, one of their grandchildren, or, or their grandmama got buried in some Jordans, goddammit. Okay, Landon, what would you so say? Did, bro. Is Landon here? Landon is on autopilot. Landon's on dope. <laughs> listen. Landon's put this song under the jet. all day long. Now, we could bring that back at the end, but we got so many topics that I want to get to the meat of this thing, man. I want to get to the meat of this thing. Go oh, ahead. All right. You talk I, about, I think you I, should be the better comparison, though, G. Well, Michael B. Jordan or Michael Jordan? <laughs> 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 well, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> All right. Michael B. Jordan. Ain't no bad. Like, I'm just how saying. How do y'all feel? <laughs> listen, listen at this. How do y'all feel about the country? Returning back to quote unquote normal so soon, it will never be there. No, no, I'm saying with with cities opening back up, states giving the okay to go back to quote unquote normal. How do you I feel? Think, how do you feel about it? Are you feeling kind of? I think kind of. I think, you know, apprehensive. What What are y'all? Feeling? I'm on. I'm on both sides of it because, like I said, me being in the house so long, like this is really annoying me. And I'm and today has probably been my best day, but that's because I I transitioned and did stuff totally different. Oh, wait, wait, watch that but, word transitioning now. Oh, uh, here you go, then. <laughs> what you becoming? What, uh, what, what you what you transitioning into, brother? I, I I walked. I exercised twice today. I spent more time on my patio instead of in the room with walls. Cause I like Kevin Gates say I feel like the walls talking. Hey, to really? Me. really? Like, cut you off. That's why. That's why I'm on my patio. But yeah, goddamn, I'm on the first floor because I had one of all hardwood. What I'm next to the goddamn heaters and shit. That's why this shit loud. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My machines ain't turned on though. They right here. Nah, too, I got all but... three tables. Goddamn it, motherfucker. I got four. I got four AC units right here, but ain't nobody kick they jank on. <laughs> but. I think I think man, I think it's I think what they're I think what they're doing is and what it's gonna cause is another wave of uh increase on, on, on cases. Just today alone in Virginia, in the state of Virginia, between the twenty seventh and today, we had eight hundred and thirty nine cases. That that's that that's kinda like my apprehension. That's just like in Atlanta. My apprehension my apprehension stems from the fact that I know that it's not quite clear for us to just bum rush. Not at all. Bum, not at bum all. rush normalcy, quote unquote, right? Like, we know it's still kind of treacherous out here. Like, you got to, even if we do return to opening things back up, let's move with some dignity and some caution and, and just be wise about the move. Like, we shouldn't be opening up the whole city, everything go school, schools Shucks back open no. and stuff like that. Shucks, no. I don't think no large group I of think, stuff will be open for a while, but I do think. Oh yeah, and that's why, and that's what I've been. But I, but I, but I do think, I do, I do think it's essential. You know what I'm saying? And I, how, how you doing? I, 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 and I say that because, man, I think, I think about our brothers that's already been, you know what I'm saying? That they've been victims to this virus. You know what I'm saying? That, that, people, people that, that we know that they lost their jobs, bro. Like that employment, bro. Like it caused, bro. My rent over here in Lamb Honey. 
know what I'm saying? Like, like we got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that 600, it ain't nothing, bro, a month. Like, you got to get them for the money. Like, how many people can you think if it's, like, millions of people join, join the unemployment line every week? Think about it. Yeah. You got to get them. You got to get them. Uh, you got to get them a paycheck. Then you got to get them uh, uh, food stamp. Unemployment. You know what I'm saying? So get let these people get out here and work, man. Like, I ain't heard no Chick-fil-A person in quarantine had no issue. And they and they got the same people. They ain't so distance. But they also they also cut out dining in, which had to put people who would usually be on staff like those. Nah, they, they actually that helps them because now they ain't gotta run tables. They in the parking lot. But but listen at this. The lady probably retired. Probably retired from working for forty years and yeah, just picked up Chick Fil A yeah. for a side hustle that yeah. really kind of needed. You know but what I'm but we we just clean the tables at Chick Fil A. Yep, they not working right now. The older people they they were retired. They needed their money, and that's why I always say, bro, you, know the- you got to have your money, man. What you talking about, bro? You got to have that money, man. If you ain't saving, if you sixty five years old and got work at the Chick Fil A, bro, did something. Wrong. I don't want to hear that talking about. You 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 don't, you bored at the house? You want to work? Hey, oh, ain't nobody trying to go work in no cheap lay and bust no damn tables. You know about the extra coat? Ain't nobody but guess trying what? to do that's that what, shit. That's what goes back. That's and, what goes and niggas, back to and, nah, hold on, G. Niggas try to and say, okay, well, that's I, I don't want to be at the house. You goddamn, you 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 know what I'm trying to look like? You think I'm choose a cheap lay? Goddamn motherfucking um. Restaurant over New Beach. You think you gonna choose that? That's my retirement. That's I want to be on the New Beach with me and my old lady, and we getting. Talk about he gonna be on the New Beach. That's my that's retirement gonna look like, bro. And the thing that we forget about this quarantine stuff, bro. Nurses and doctors losing their job too. They getting furloughed too. Second of all, you gotta think about these these parents that's pregnant right now, bro. They going through this, bro. Miserable. Wait, 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 wait. Listen at this. They that's, what goes back to my, that's what goes back to my third point, um, prioritizing what we need as a result of this. Because those people who are 65 and already retired from their original profession probably didn't have the resources of education to afford them a life where they knew how to be self-sufficient. And they had the, the, the pieces in place to take care of them and, and choose a different route. So now, in the wake of this, we could fix the stumbling blocks that come before you having to turn 65 and still having to get another job just because you want to provide for your grandchildren and your kids. It, w- it was now. Now, what you what you about to go to about people that that are depending on other other people, right? Like the pregnant women depending on other other essential needs and other essential industries. I think those things should always be readily available. But it should be done in decency and in order. Like nobody should be just having a clinic or OBGYN that allows fifty plus capacitors. Like that shouldn't be because not only do you put yourself at risk, you put your baby at risk and the doctors and whomever else is helping you at risk. You see what I'm saying? I think we just gotta do it with some decency and ease back into this thing before we put y'all at jeopardy again. You see what I'm saying? See, I don't think it. Uh, I don't think the world. They want to let us let us do the phases right now unless we had a vaccine that'll be coming 
probably towards the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? To be to be honest, let's just like let's just be completely honest. Like the Del Toe has reached, you know what I'm saying, fifty, sixty thousand. But let's just think about it. Eighty I think in Atlanta a thousand people since they opened back up, a thousand people has caught the coronavirus. Only ten percent of that is going to die. You know what I'm saying? And I think Trump and them in the administration is looking at that as you know what I'm saying, it's kind of elderly people. It's kind of the black people no, that's doing it. No, but then you got to think about you got to think about the asymptomatic people who Me. could give you the, the 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 listen. They could give you the virus, but they won't show you any symptoms of it. So although you might have it, you probably never know. So so with the preference of the 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 phases was each city should do should observe the fatality rate decrease for two weeks before they start phase one. Now, that's a decent way to do it. If your fatality you know rate is not going down, you shouldn't be jumping at the gun to open back up. And then I look at, like, so the United States has always been, we've always had this free world type of thinking, right? Right. And I and I know um, free, young free, lady. Free for everybody but us, Willie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, brother. like, that's the way that they say it's supposed to be. But, um had a young lady that went to college with us and she was teaching in, in, uh, in Paris and she was just on live probably about an hour ago. And I just tapped there just to see what they were talking about. Cause I didn't know if she was still out there or not. And she <laughs> said before she left, the big difference between there and here, she said they are on total lockdown. Like you can't go on the street. Like they're just now like tomorrow, I think is the first day that you can actually come out and go on walks and do stuff of that nature. Like, so people looking at it like, oh, these other countries, they, they was only on lockdown for two months or, or this, that, and the third, but nobody was in complete isolation. Like we, we not in isolation. Like no, even not. in DC, even in DC, like that was a big concern. Like people talking about in DC, it looked like a regular day. Yep. Like people not taking this stuff serious. And until we do, I don't see us going to phase two, where we kind of move to a, a slower pace, but we try to up it a little bit. And then where phase three is, we trying to get a vaccine and just say, okay, we're going to try and get back to normal, but the world will never be the same. Well, see, this is my thing. We wouldn't need, that's, that goes back to our priorities we discussed earlier. When I say universal health system, would you need a vaccine if your people were already getting educated on a proper way to take care of their health and their immune system? Those vaccines ain't doing nothing but injecting you with whichever they're trying to prevent. Bro, so when you they trying the to, they trying to, the, all, the, all the vaccines is taking all the asymptomatic people and trying to get as much as us from us from them. And you got to think about stuff like, you got to think about stuff like, historically speaking, we know about the Tuskegee experiment with, with the whole, they tested these black folks down in Tuskegee, Alabama, talking about we test y'all for the simplest or giving you the simplest shot. But in, in, in reality, they were injecting them mm -hmm. and so many people died from it. So you think we're going to just allow you to give us this quote unquote medicine that you just you just uh, 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 piece together? No, man, we got to operate with some vigilance. You know what I'm saying? And especially if we're in a place that has been heavy ridden by this, whatever it is, COVID-19, whatever we want to call it. And you're not seeing no decrease in fatality or no decrease in anything. That's not wise, man. That's not smart, in my opinion. It's tricky, brother. Not at all. 
I definitely think that it's I definitely think that it's a like OJ said he just used the, the word tricky. Like it's a tricky situation because like we all know people that's losing jobs. Um we all know people that's that's benefiting. I mean not benefiting but not benefiting from this situation. Yeah, yeah, that that and, have taken some financial blows from it. Yeah, like and it's sad, but the thing is like it's kinda like this is where we're at now. So what do we like? I'm always looking at the solution part of it, right? So like, what can we do? Forget what's going on because we we living it right now. So as long as you breathing and you living, you gotta kind of live it, and then let's see what we can do for the future. But like, I don't see honestly, bro. And I'm I'm always the person that kind of look forward to the next phase. But like, I don't even see the world being the same anymore. Like, nah, for I think, a long I time. think a lot of people are gonna move differently. I think people have seen that some things we 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 relied on as quote unquote necessities are really just luxuries. And I think if people take a wise perspective from this catastrophe, that we can move in an upward manner. But I don't think a lot of people will say, "Oh, uh, uh." uh the, the life we lived before was just a luxury and not a necessity. I think a lot of people in this capitalist society is going to go back to normal, bro. Like, literally normal. That's just yeah, it hasn't, it's, it's yeah, never it, it, been it will not be, normal. It will be a lot of people. Like, that's the thing for some people. It's never been not normal. Like somebody said earlier, I think the biggest thing, which is also the saddest to me, is that now you're just going to see motherfuckers starting to wash their hands and wash their ass. <laughs> that's, but that's the worst yes. part. That's, that's worst super part. weird. Like, though. It's going to be a rise in that. Yeah. I ain't going to lie, bro. I ain't going to lie. Don't, don't worry, people, bro. Bro, bro, I haven't been, been to the airport. Me, 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 yeah, OJ, you actually shit and they walk right out, bro. So you is like and uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, for me, bro, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all the way honest with y'all, bro. It ain't gonna change these crackers, bro. These crackers are not gonna start washing their hands and shit. But the black folks that weren't doing it, the black <laughs> folks that, that was doing oh they that, bro, I lie to you not black people is gonna take all precautions when it comes to you know, yeah, oh, you know it, you this know type it. of shit that this is the type of shit that scares us. Like some shit that you can't see. Hey, we yeah, won't catch that wrong. Hey, hey, we won't catch that give me, hey, You give me five years in jail, but I won't catch that motherfucker wrong. You can lock me down, but you can't kill me, bitch. I'm telling you, that's what it is, bro. That's what it is. So you're going to see a big increase of the of the black people taking it seriously. But these white people ain't finna wash their goddamn hand, bro. That's just something they, that's in their contracts at birth. Okay. So, so with that being said, do you think some of these numbers and some of the reports are like what we consider Bro, all of this money? shit is a fallacy. Like in order to... Ooh, that boy made a bold uh, statement now. He said all, all it, of this is a fallacy. Honestly, it's all fallacy. Because, honestly, so, it is because, you know, it, it it goes in how you think. You can't see it, but you've heard people. And, you know, it's getting closer and closer to, you know, people that you know having it. Um, But when you start talking about the numbers and when you start talking about people going to the hospital, if you step foot into a hospital right now, you will be tested for COVID-19, regardless. Regardless, and that's, you that's step into the hospital, that's you are problem. going to be tested. So that is automatically going to throw the numbers off. Even if you go in there for a, like you go in there because you got shot. Let me test this person for this just, just to say that we're testing all these people. 
so all the numbers and stuff, but all the numbers and shit, you can ball it up and throw it in the trash. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's 100%. a bit skewed. But everything, once you start, especially once the government start giving out these hundred million dollar packages with all this money, bro, you know they gonna want to make sure that they get their money's worth. So they're gonna make it seem, they're gonna make it seem and sound as bad as humanly possible, so it looks like they did more. All right, man, switching gears because we could yap about that, we could argue about that all damn day. All right. I had a conversation the other day, man, with some respected elders of the community. I also had a conversation with a peer of the community, and I felt that there's a double standard in the black community, bro. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready for this? The double standard is, and it's an unpopular stance, but I feel it's the truth, and I want y'all to weigh in on it. Is there a double standard when it comes down to black males dating older women Versus black ladies dating substantially older men. So, for instance, we all of us on this phone got sisters. If our sister bought somebody home that was 20, 30 years older than them, it would be a total, listen, it would be a totally different reception from our family and our community than it would be if we bought somebody home that was 40 or 50 and had a thing. Had everything going on for us. How do y'all feel about that? Is it a double standard? Hold on, Willie, hold on. Honestly, bro, no. Because either on either side of the coin, my sister bring a nigga home. My sister is 20. How old am I? 25? Yeah. A, a brother. A brother. Yeah. A brother. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm 25. So she's 23, about to turn 24. She brings somebody home that is 39, 40. I am whooping ass. Like, it's no conversation. But on the same token, <laughs> like, if I bring. No, but that's no, no, the double no, no. standard. Because if I bring, let me bring a woman to my mom's house right now. I'm 25 years old. Let me bring a one to my mom's house that's 40 or that's anywhere close, like to my mama age. Oh, she gonna bro, she is going to flip. Like, what the hell you mean? Pause, 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 pause. Let me throw, let me throw a monkey wrench in that that I always included. I feel that the men of our community are still gonna 100%. tip their cap at us. But the women in our community, being they always been the backbone and been strong, of course they're gonna have a distaste with us bringing home somebody that's yeah, plus years older. But honestly, but if yeah. it was our oh, if it was our sisters, it would probably be a consensus between the men and the women saying, like, that's some it definitely, that's I, some it pop. was definitely the double standard because me personally, I have uh, been in dealings with a woman that was 30, 36, <laughs> 37. And my mom, them, they asked the question like, dang, she old. But it was never like a, a topic. Like, it, they really didn't care. Like, it was like a joke. But yeah, if my sister them did that, like I know for a fact it's dead. Like it's not happening. Like that's that can't happen. Um and I think I've I've been given just in my my dating preferences in my life in general, I think I've been given much more leeway than my my female sisters would. Now one hundred goddamn percent. So, 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 look that that changes the narrative. You feel it's a double standard with dating in our oh, most definitely, period. most definitely, because I think, and and it might just be in my household because my my family look at stuff kind of different, but at the same time, is it they do still have some common common uh background from black community, and yeah, like my dad, he's super like it don't matter who. 
like every anybody that I've ever even introduced to the family or like just talked about, like my dad never even asked questions. Like he don't even care. But the I have literally yeah. the best and I can and I can attest to this. When my when my sisters brought their husbands to the house, like I have seen my dad go yeah. into almost bully mode when the dude get to the house. Hey, let me come outside with me. Let me talk to you. We got we got a better know what job like my dad my dad will business. go into like my dad will go into like bully mode to making a dude feel super uncomfortable. And it's like you gotta be a tough yeah. nail. But and and I've seen it even myself going into men's houses when I'm with their daughters, but it didn't bother me because of who my father was. Like I almost I, I I tried to not to laugh at one guy. Because I was like, like, you're really not doing this. Like, and me and Pops coming here and shut this whole shit down for real, for real. So, but it was just, it was just super. It's definitely a double standard, and I don't know what it is because I really don't even really think about it because I could care less because it's always played into my favor. But for women, I think if I had to pick something, reason and being, I think it would be because of. How how men try and take advantage of younger women, and when you yeah, and when you looking at it from a male's perspective, I think it's the same concept. But men are so dominant and be trying to manipulate situations, even if they really don't mean to. Men have a way of going about stuff totally different and can still be in control regardless of a woman's age. That's true. So I think That's manipulation. I, 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 I would agree. I think I manipulation agree. is the biggest part of when you're dealing with a male that's older than a, a woman and a man that's uh, younger than a woman. What you say, that Brown? I mean, bro, <clears throat> just looking at my own, like looking at my own situation. Back in the summer, from like last May to probably like July. No, from last yeah, about last May to about last August, September. I had I was dealing with this woman that was thirty four. Actually, bro, let's go back from about <laughs> let, let's let's go back because now that I go think back. about it, yeah, now that I think about it, bro, I had a couple women that was over the age of thirty last year. So, one, um, you know, she had children. She was, you know, she like she was a reg, you know, a regular woman, just you know, maneuvering, but it was easy to put myself in charge of all situations when it came to, you know, our dealings. Um, and for another, like the other woman that I, you know, messed with like for a short little while, but it was, it was, again, it was easy to put myself in charge of the dealings. However, she had been, you know, she had been, you know, not had no, no boyfriend for a while, or she was, matter of fact, she was fresh out of a relationship. So she kind of wanted that, but then again, she didn't want it. So it's e- you know it's easy like men can manipulate we can make you know we know when to make what moves and we know how to make moves whether we're taught or whether it's just learned through experience. Not a, it can, it takes a special creature there. Everybody ain't got what we that's got. Very, that's first. very true. So wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, Brown. I want to hear your clear cut answer. Is there a double standard with dating out of your age range in our community? Bro, like I said, you have to look at you have to consider every factor. From family, I take a woman that is, I'm 25, let's say 13 years older. I take a 38-year-old 30 year woman to my house, meet my mom and my aunt. They're going to look at me like I'm crazy first. 
because they didn't already asked about it. They didn't already ask questions. My daddy probably gonna look at me like I'm crazy too, but that's just how he look at. That's how he look at people. But let my yeah. sister do it. Let my sister do it, bro. You don't. It's gonna be so much different because I'm gonna be up, bro. I'm gonna be on, bro. Ass. My daddy probably gonna be on his ass. My mama probably gonna. She been a been said. Let my sister know how she felt. So I say yes and no because while I tell them like, yeah, I got 38 year old woman, and they look at me kind of crazy. I tell y'all that, or I tell somebody else. Or I tell my frat brothers that. They're like, oh shit, boy, you did something good. So yes, that's and my no. point. Yes, and that's no, my point. Like it's from the from a global standpoint, it's definitely a standard, devil standard. Eh, I guess on a small scale, I don't think so. But just just looking out on on situations that we know of, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a. I think I think it's definitely a double standard. All right, I think we I think we 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 relished that one out. We we kind of shook that tree. Look, Greg, before you before you before you go to the next topic, I have something you know that kind of ties in, but it surpasses that last topic that we were on. So now that yes, we are, sir. you know, we're in light of we're in light of this new, I guess, because of this pandemic and these, you know, it's, it's a very unfortunate situation. But all these new rapist pages and all of this, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I honestly feel like we are we are amongst a time period where spiteful behavior is spiteful behavior wins. Yeah, not not only does it win, but it's encouraged. Now, mm-hmm. by no means, no one on this line right now will ever defend an assaultee or an mm-hmm. assaulter. Excuse. No, we we want not. we want to protect our women. We want to protect our women because they're the mothers of our our entire being and our entire race. Yada yada yada. The queens of our right. Earth. But we don't we don't we don't praise people trying to do things out of spite. And right. I think that goes back to what I said earlier. Everything got to be done in decency. Like if you're doing things just to kind of drag somebody's name through the mud, you don't get any ear from me. And you should there's get a special place in hell for you. But those people who are really crying out for help, and I know that sexual assault plays on victims differently. Like, some people literally feel shame. You you can drive a person to their wit's end with something catastrophic like that. So those people need yeah. to be heard. But the people who are being spiteful, dirt and smut the, the opportunity because y'all are just doing things that are untrue. You know I was about to say, it's like they were waiting on the platform and the exactly. stage, and now that it's set, now that it's set, you want to speak on it. And I and I and, and I'm not and I really don't even like talking about this type of stuff because everybody's situation is different and everybody's experience, but this is just on a broad scale. I believe that when you're dealing with this situation, it's gotta be case by case. And to 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 tarnish a man's or a female's name, because I've seen females being put up there and male. I think to to tarnish someone's name out of spite uh, just because it's, it's cool at the, at, for the next cool few hours. Yeah, like, literally a week from now, bro, nobody probably will even be posting on the pages anymore. Yeah. And that's going to be what's sick because now is, somebody thinks what happens when people's to the real what happens Yeah, to- that's what I'm saying. Somebody's face is on a bad story mm-hmm. and now it's just sitting there and somebody's say, for instance, if my job, if somebody posts something on me and they search me up, that comes up. And and it wasn't even true, but because somebody felt like telling a good story, 
it just tarnishes this man's career opportunities. Like, and that, that's that's what I don't like. Like, if I feel like you got to go through the proper channels when you're dealing with such 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 situations, like. Like it's so it's it's so ah oh man it's it's scary it's like it really is scary and me knowing people that was personally put mm-hmm. up there, um it is very scary for me because it's like dang like was he doing it right and I asked that question because I can't I don't even want to speak on it because it's like I don't know you in a personal manner as if in the bedroom I know you because I hoop with you I've been around you. You know what I'm saying? You always been in in the place that I was in. But as far as what you do in the bedroom, I wouldn't know. Right. I'll say this. So I can't protect you. I'll say this, bro. Um, we've all seen people that we know. Um, I've had I've had at least, I want to say three to four um people that I have come in contact with, one or two like really good friends, or one that, you know, a really good friend, you know, does stuff for people, does stuff for the community, does stuff, this, this, and that, you know, you name it. And they've done it. Um, But, you know, to be put in this situation where something of this magnitude, like, where it's so, it can either be, like, cut and dry, or it's actually never cut and dry because you have, you have your side, you have their side, you have the truth. Um, right. And then for them to ask you, you know, for them to come out with the people that they, you know, they consider close to them and, you know, be like, listen, I need you to report this page. I need you to get this person off of this social media site. I need you to do whatever. And you're like, you know, in your heart of hearts, you want to be like, yes, of course I do it for you. You know, it's, it's love. It's always love between us. always going to be love. But it's almost like you have to and you want to ask the question, well, what happened? Did you do yeah, X, yeah. Y, and Z? That, 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 and you have and and. And and my thing, Brown, when you're when when somebody asks for help, you have the ability and you have the right to say what happened right. because you're now tying your right. name to it. You know what I'm saying? Like you could literally, you could literally read every story on the news, watch every channel that's posting about it, and never have a word or say anything about it. But the moment you put your name on it or you do something about the situation, exactly. And that's why it's so scary. That's why I was like. I wanted to tweet something. I wanted to say something, but it's like the moment you put your name you're, in, you're it, a piece you're of it. Involved. Exactly, bro. So it's like, it's like I get it's like it's like you might as well yeah. been there. So it's like you know you get very weary, and it's you have to double take, triple take, you know, because social media, bro, the internet is an unforgiving place. Once your <laughs> name, once your face, once you are put out there, bro, it you know it's 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 there forever. And it's, that's, you know, that's the saddest part because some people don't realize that and mess up their situation. But, man, bro, it's like you you want to ask the question, well, can you, you know, do you trust me enough to tell, to, you know, to tell me what happened? Do you trust me? Like, do you remember what happened? You know, what, what was going on at the time? And it's just like, bro, I, at this point, you can't not give me nothing. Like, I got to have something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, look, look, like, all I can keep thinking about is remember. I got like, to know. I got to know. I got to know. Like, why the fuck you kiss me, bro? Like, what, gotta you, know. you funny? Why you, you got to know? know? Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up? Like, tell me something. Because, you know, we're not, at this point, since you've asked me to join this, we're in this situation together. And I can't have your back unless, you you know, unless, yeah, yeah. bro, I can't have your back unless. Yeah. That's like a lawyer. That's literally like 
uh, I don't know if you watched it, the the uh, the Olympian ski ski lady when she went into yeah, court, that, and it was details. It's, it's yeah, Molly's game. Like if if I go in this court, you need to tell me everything that happened yeah. because I cannot be your lawyer and find out evidence comes out in the middle of right. a case, and I don't have light hey, ever. So it's, just, it's, it's just amazing. In, in lieu of this conversation, you were one of the guys that said, "Listen, fellas." I see what's going on. If anybody has anything they need to say, come out and say it right now so I don't have my name associated with it. I, because, and that's the first thing that comes in my mind because, and I even asked this in my another group chat to me and Brian and with people from back home, but like everybody kind of blew it off. And I and I laughed about it because I knew that's how they, is, they are. But like my that's thing is, that's a serious yeah. question. Like that's a responsible yeah. question because- the moment, the moments, my if if like if any of y'all's name is being tarnished, bro, my immediate thought is to protect y'all, right? And because because I have a personal relationship with you guys, so if somebody say something about y'all and they post it, I gotta know because the moment I put my name on it, like I said before, I'm now involved. Right. And don't put, don't make me don't make me go to war, go to hell and back for you, and then the whole you time. Wrong. You did. You did That's everything. Right. Just like your parents come to school when you're in middle, you're in seventh grade, right in the middle of middle school, <laughs> and you say, "Ma, this teacher been picking on me, mama. This teacher been picking on me." But you neglect you're the fact to tell your mama that you was in class showing you yep. your entire ass. Yep. So you neglect yep. to tell her that. So she get there, you know, she read from mama steaming out her ear. She got smoke coming out of her ear. But you didn't tell her that what what the hell you was in there doing. So, bro, it's, it's the same exact exactly. thing, bro. And it's so sad. It's scary that that's the time we live in because one thing can literally have you messed up for life. But it's like, bro, I, you know, for everybody that I've seen going through it, I don't know the situation. I don't know shit. But, you know, I'm praying for them because God knows, boy, you know, we've seen what it can do to a person. Right. So, man, yeah. shit, I just, you know. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You just got a ban. I just pray that this time period of people of humanity, we start operating in some more decency, bro. That's our biggest lack. Yeah. Like we don't operate in enough decency when it comes to other humans. Where else do you like, see the decency lack? Like what and what other facets of society do you see the decency lack? Uh just like what we talked about earlier, rushing or or giving that that green light for people to go back out and and be in large numbers. Mm-hmm. That that is not being considerate to the folks that are really looking at this thing. Like people have lost loved ones, right. their lives would never be the same. Their lives would never be the same because of what has hit yeah. the world. Yeah, and you're telling me, oh, your folks just passed maybe a week, a, a day ago. Some people lost losing people right now. Yeah. Oh well, you know the thing we said was going to help us flatten the curve. Forget that. Go back to right <laughs> Go go ahead back, and we'll see you. That's later. what I'm saying. Like like you say, like they. They losing people, and then the same person that lost somebody in a family, they both say, "Oh, everybody going back to work next you, week." You ain't got like, nothing huh? but work. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so much in fear of going yeah. to work because you know what I'm saying my best friend might have right, passed. Right, and you always gonna be on pins and needles when it comes to large social groups or large groups of people or just people. Man, this is gonna create so many phobias for folks. That I just think we gotta operate in decency and and understand people's plights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said the world will never be the same, regardless of what people think. Yeah. 
you got to realize, like, the Spanish flu changed the world. And that happened almost, what was that, uh, 1918, 1916 That's to 1918? That was 100 years ago. And now here we are today. This is the first time. It's probably people that aren't, like, it's some people that were alive, but it's very few people that were alive during that <clears> period um, that are living now. So, therefore, most people, they don't have knowledge of the effects of that. what that took. It took two years for the Spanish flu to kind of completely go away and the world kind of get back to a steady pace. And here we are 100 years later, wiping more people out with this COVID-19, and the world's That's not going to be the same. tell me that this ain't made. Like, made. That's a different conversation for a different day, though. I I, we're not going to touch on that right now. <laughs> now, now that is that's something that I want people to do their research on because our brother Cravon is not with us right now. I don't know where he at, but I'm um, playing him in chess right now. <laughs> see, you see, I'm saying like he see that's the part he should be up here because he have knowledge of this and he put me on. But like I did my research on the five G yeah. stuff. And but you been living in worse than five G all your life. Whether we realize it or not, those claims. Nah, those claims have nah, probably, we just got five G. Those claims have kind of decimated so far. Like about three weeks ago, that was a heavy allegation. Like, oh, it's all five G. But that's because, and you know why I die down? Because, uh, like Lamont just said, uh, uh, you've been living in five G all your life. It's so, like last night, literally. My mom's neighbor told her yeah. about it, and my mom brought it to us in a conversation. And Talisa was like, "We're not talking about this." <laughs> like she's such a she's such a person. Oh, ain't no such thing as a conspiracy theory. These people get paid and make up conspiracy theory. I'm like, okay, you know. But some of this stuff, uh, is real. everything needs to be corroborated in decency. Man. You can't just go off the whim and, and believe whatever. You gotta kind of do your de- yeah. your due diligence and research. You know. And, and you know that's what I'm saying. Just like anything else. dealing with, when you're dealing with the open enemy that we have, <laughs> even a fact that <laughs> <laughs> you, you did some wordplay there, What's, buddy. What do I do? What yeah, I open do? enemy. You said with the open enemy oh, that yeah, we have. You know I'm gonna get that. You know I'm gonna get that off. That's good. And this is, you know, this is. This one is kind of specifically for you, but it refers it it goes back to all three of us because of the field that we're in. So is this is this time that we're in right now? Is this better or worse for parents of school age students? Boom! I love that. I love it. Thank you for asking that. This I this think... puts the onus back on the child's first and most important teacher. That's very true. Now. Now I sympathize for those those parents who are actually making an effort, but they don't have the tools that they feel they need to adequately educate their children. Mm-hmm. Because if all I have is a third grade education, or a, and third grade education ain't bad, but you feel like you you can't adequately teach your child, then I understand your plight. As long as you're attempting to educate mm-hmm. them. But most of our people in our community, and I can only talk about us because I'm a part of mm-hmm. us. We, we, we see our, our teachers, I mean, excuse me, our parents just drop their kids off on us. And when we report back to them with the things that their kids are, are lacking in or, or, or 
are doing well in, they feel uh, they they react disconnected. Mm-hmm. This puts that ball back in their courts because as a parent, you are the most important teacher to your child. Whether it's teaching them habits, <laughs> whether it's teaching them the curriculum, where wh- whatever it is, you are the one that really cultivates them. We only got them for eight hours, maybe six hours, you know what I'm saying, a day. Mm-hmm. You are the one that the are most important. And I think oh, that, that is a blessing in disguise because that's what we need. You know, in our in our places we come from, we don't call it neighborhoods or communities. We call it the hood. Mm-hmm. That's because we have lost the element of being a neighbor to each other. Mm-hmm. When you're a neighbor to somebody, you take care of your village. You take care of what is your responsibility. Your child is always your responsibility. And you got to care for them in every aspect, man. And we have lost that. We, we, we lost that. Go ahead, Willie. I go last. Definitely. And I, I think... I think a lot of the stuff that Greg talked about is so true. And for me, if I had a child that was in elementary through high school right now, I think my most important thing, <clears throat> of course, I would want them to do their schoolwork just because I know, I know if, I, if I had a wife, or, am I, is, is that echo? If my wife or uh, if I had a wife or girlfriend or whatever, I know she would want them to be doing that. But my biggest point would be to, Educate them in the basics, the foundation, because I think children right now being in the school system, kids have no foundation. They 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 are lacking of a support system. They lack of basic education as far as reading, writing, arithmetic. For so for me, if I was if I was at home right now with my kids, my kids would be taking thirty minutes. To read every every five hours or so, because I'm not a person that's excessive with nothing. Yeah. But they would have to do something for at least two hours out of the day, broken up, where it's reading, writing, or arithmetic. But look, because look that foundation much, will help your, them in your long child, Your child would thank you for that twenty years from now, <clears throat> in comparison to the people that we know. Never, never, and I'm, this is not me condemning our people, man. We all in this together. We take the blame together. We have people in our community that never read bedtime stories to their children. Yeah. And it shows when we get them as educators mm-hmm. in our classroom and they, they, they neglect story time or just simple things like reading in silence. That's because when you were coming up, you weren't trained in that way to take pride in certain things. And now it puts that onus, like you were saying, Willie, you would implement certain things incrementally. That's, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Like it puts that onus back on the first teacher. That's all. That's and I and I appreciate that out of it. You see what I'm saying? So here's my and here's my my spiel on this. Um, of course, I'm gonna play both sides. I'm gonna give us both sides. Um, because I think both sides definitely need to look at. That definitely need to be looked at. Um, looking at it from the negative. Let's go negative first. Um, as we all know. There are kids who do not who do not see their parents for days on end. Um, they pop yeah. in and out of the house. <clears throat> you know they they leave money for food or as much you know or the children or the child is, yeah. they leave money for food or the child is tasked to go get the money for the food on their own. Um, they raising them raising them so exactly. So their parent their parents' minds and their minds could be the farthest thing from worrying about educating themselves in the classroom at all. They are forced, they are tasked and forced 
at this, you know, at this age in their life to learn from the streets, to learn from what whatever their situation is. Um, we find a lot of kids. We find a lot of kids, a lot of students who, and we know we get them in the building, bro. They could be, they could care less about what is going on. Um, they, you know, they can't, they come to get lunch. They come to see their friends because unfortunately, you know, the schoolhouse is the safest environment for them at the time. But for some, for, for some, some, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For some, and you know, we, we, we're going to talk about the negative side first. Um, so the parents, you know, the parents where, where they could just either drop the kid off at school, put them on a the bus and, you know, see them at three o'clock. If the child came straight home after school, you know, four o'clock, whatever, they go from seeing them for maybe a few hours a day to looking at them in the face for damn near 24 straight hours and saying, okay, you know, trying to teach a dog to do a trick. Okay, well, what else do you do? Can you do anything new today? Um, can you show me something else? Now they are they are forced <laughs> to look at each other and to to right. share a space, you know, when they have not been tasked to do that. Um, I think some right. of the parents, I know for a fact, some of the parents have completely given up. Um, they say, if you want to go to school, if you want to, you know, if you want to work at home, then by all means, go ahead. But if not, shit, I'm not going to make you. You're not gonna do it, so we we're not. We it's no point of us even arguing. Um, I think I think for those for those students for those children, bro, it's the saddest thing because just like you said, the neglection of bedtime stories, the neglection of you sitting in your mother or your father, your parents' arms, and having them read to you, or you know, you even looking at the pictures and creating your own story. That has gone away. Right. That has gone away because of the environments that yeah. we're in, the neighborhoods that we're in. Um, you know, the places that we are, whether it's, a, you know, the, the lack of the lack of love from the community. Um, I think we've we've definitely got away from that. But on. Go ahead. And that's what. Yeah. But, you know, but on the looking at the on the flip, the positive parents are getting time to see, you know, parents that usually work that might have, you know, that might have might be getting the unemployment now that might be working, you know, shorter hours or less days. They're getting to see how bright their children really are. They're getting to see what their children are really right. learning. You know, they're getting to hear, you know, if they're, if they're tuning in with their children to these Zoom classes or, you know, however people are being taught. They're getting to hear what, yeah, they're getting to hear what on. their child is being taught, how their child's teaching, yeah. you know, how their teacher's teaching style is. And, you know, they're getting to spend that time when, else they, when they wouldn't have, you know, without this. Um, it's a... Like I said, bro, it's a beautiful thing and it's a very ugly thing if you sit back and honestly look at it and digest it because some people, some parents, you know, who were not ready to be parents, but regardless, you brought the child into the world, some of them have, you know, have completely lost the light. They've completely lost the sight of their child while they sit in their own face. And that's the worst part to me. Go ahead, Willie. And I, I and want like, to get back on that too. I want to I, I want to shed light on the good too, like Brown said, because everybody been talking about all the negative, just in general, not just us. But like today, I Talisa, you you know, she's an educator and she's big on education. And just her working with Jace, and Jace has been writing stories and and doing all of his schoolwork. And I don't know if I have no idea if that's his assignment or she just has him doing that. But he has to write something every day and do this certain stuff. And for me, I don't know how y'all, you guys have grown up, but I remember 
That is why I think I had the foundation. I don't think I've ever failed no. a spelling test in school. That was always easy. Like in elementary school. Because, and it was because of literally the week up to the spelling test, I sat at that, at that bar stool in my household while my mama was cooking dinner, mm-hmm. and she called the words to me mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So it ain't like these parents got to sit down and look at the work. It's as simple as telling your child to have a seat. Let's take 20 minutes. You write the words. I call them to you. And we're going fa- to pass this test. Like, that's what the goal is. We're going to pass. We're going to be successful. But, like, kids and parents got to view it as this is an opportunity to look at it like, hey, this is one-on-one. Ain't nobody else in the classroom. This is our time to shine. You can be the best student in the class today. So, because it's, it's, it's a lot of kids that don't, they don't succeed in school because they have this negative outlook on oh, I'm I ain't that smart. You one-on-one now. You the smartest kid in your class because ain't nobody else That's in here powerful. taking the test. That's powerful that way. You can you can be the smartest person in the whole building one-on-one and you can learn. And that's how they gotta look at it. And if they don't, they gotta use something, some type of tool to be positive. But I think that that is the best way I would look at it because you get that one-on-one. This is the perfect IEP. Ooh, that's that. That's it. And that's what I meant by it puts the only thing on the parent. Now, I do want to I want to tap on that negative aspect because we don't we don't expound on it enough because we are positive-minded folks, but we come from we come from that, right? Mm-hmm. And we know there are situations where children even with the the pandemic are still at home by themselves. Yeah. Like parents are just absentee. Yeah. Like they are their parents. The streets are yeah. their parents. So I get that. And I sympathize with that wholeheartedly. And I wish that situations were better. You see what I'm saying? I just think that for those who are fortunate enough to have a guardian or a parent in their household, this is a perfect time for the real teaching to happen. Yeah. And whether it be learning and education for the parent as well. Because as parents, you know, I'm a parent of a nine-month-old. I have to be super transparent right now. I don't know everything. I don't know everything about teaching a nine-month-old. So I'm trying different things, but I'm also learning from the process. And I'm also learning from him. So for some parents, they'll be learning from their, their child and learning different ways to better reach their child. And I do want to still keep in mind that some children... Don't have anybody to teach them. Bro, it's it's so crazy you say that because my next point was going to be, you know, I used to look at, I used to look at um, going back to middle school. This is good. This is real yeah, good. Yeah, I used to look at going back to middle school, high school, bro. It seemed like, you know, and it's just like everywhere, everywhere. The kids whose parents were less active, who were not come, you know, who were not all in their parents' ear checking their grades and shit, they were having the most fun. They were doing a whole lot more than you know we could do because you know we had we had sports, we had to go do this. Everything was on the schedule. Whereas as soon as school got out, they got to go do what they wanted. But now today, bro, if I I look back and I I think about this shit so frequently, I look back and I'm like, damn, my mom and my daddy really played an instrumental part in how I am today. Because bro, it's like I I was and I was thinking about just looking at my refrigerator my refrigerator earlier. Because I got like a um damn near like a whiteboard up there, you know, with all my bills and stuff. I can keep track of all that. I'm like, bro, 
had they not groomed me to be responsible then, there is no fucking way that getting paid a check, you know, getting paid thousands of dollars every month, that I'll be responsible now. So it's like the the yeah. lessons that they teach yeah. you in adolescence are so important, but you will not get it. You will not understand it until you get to the age that you're at today, damn it. Check this out, Brown, to, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, and I hate to use the word piggy, but to kind of <laughs> uh, tag along on what you're saying. There, I watched the interview today where Freeway Ricky Ross said he was in Detroit at the time. He said he did a uh, he did a statistical analysis on the murder cases during that particular year, and almost one hundred percent of the people who were murdered did not have a high school diploma. Mm. Now, to me, when I hear you say the things that the positive effects of having your parents in your life. And them being on you and instilling discipline and, and just the importance of education tells me that it also saved us from some fatal situations. Bro, bro listen, that, listen. They play hand. Bro, I can give you stories on top of story being in right. places where I was not supposed to be with people who I wasn't supposed to be with. But, but my parents said, you know what? If we let him go now, he won't go later. He will not go late. Mm-hmm. So they let me go mm-hmm. and let me learn for myself. And granted, I haven't told them these stories, but some shit, you know, I'll, I'll keep, you know, you keep close to you and you will always remember. Because yeah. only, because there could have been one thing to the left or one thing to the right that you know could have ended you in a different, could have put you in another situation and, today. And we can't, can't neglect to mention some of them things we got lucky coming oh, out. Oh, bro, 100%. 100%. Because going back to high school and college, bro, there were situations where I knew for a fucking fact I should have been nowhere near. But but just imagine, just imagine if you were a cat that didn't even have your parents mm-hmm, in your life. Exactly. Those those risks are are, are multiplied by two. Exactly. Like they're they're heightened by two. Because you don't have that that you don't that, have that, that ear in the back of your head. Time. You don't have that voice in the back of your head saying, "Now, if right. I do, if you do this now, you know who you got to. Once you get home, you know who you got to see." Because I knew for exactly. a fact, that, that, that is right. I knew for a fact, my daddy and both my mom and my daddy was at home, and I bought one of the worst beatings I ever got in my life. I ain't gonna go into detail, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how I started. My mama grabbed me, <laughs> bro. My mama damn near grabbed me by my throat, and my daddy had me by my chest. And pushed me into a wall, and that it, it just went on from there. But <laughs> hey, so hey, I know who to call when you get out of line again. Hey, 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 watch it, watch it now. I hold court in there, <laughs> everything run through me now. But yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's crazy how instrumental you know th- those times were. And think about it, our parents didn't have the coronavirus to sit and to make time, I mean, to sit and you know have all this extra time with us. They had to make yeah. time within yeah. these within yeah. their own busy schedule. So you know these parents yeah. who aren't doing it, not you know not to point a finger, but it, they're lacking. And you can tell I'm almost positive that it's their scholars who are lacking in the schools as well. Right, right. If you don't set the standard at home, that that's the biggest component. Like I said, the first person the baby sees is the mom. Yeah. A lot of kids say "mama" as their first word or "dad dad." In baby language, that's like God. That's yep. like the person that they they learn everything from. You see what I'm saying? That that's important. That that connection. And even if you didn't grow up with your parents, your biological parents, having that figure in your mm-hmm. life 
to teach you right from wrong, to help you along this way, is imperative, bro. And we see it in the outcome of humanity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And some, and now that that can be taken with a grain of salt because we still have some people that had their both parents in their lives, grew up as square as could be, and ain't working. Still made some decisions. But but at least at least you were scaffolded up until the point where you had to make decisions on your own. Yeah. That's very true. That's that's very true. You know, some people some people are determined to be who they see. Um, regardless, and, you know, they create they create their own environment. You know, they create their own environment within an environment. Um, you know, just like we always, you know, in Baltimore, we always gave the illusion of PG County where you live in these big ass houses, but you want to be on campus selling dope. <laughs> like A don't A don't equal C, and right now you're trying to make it equal C for me. So you know, it's, hey, bro, it's, it's say, just listen, it is what it is. The, the the big the greatest nation is imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the greatest nation is imagination. But man, look, we could go on. Listen, you saw how we could go on for that on that topic. Last topic before we go conclude, man. I, I wanted to touch on something that I, I try to ask all the time in, in groups. If you had to choose two people, dead or alive, to be your dinner guest for an evening, who would it be and why? Oh shit. <laughs> Willie, you saw Willie, you can go ahead. I'll go after you and that Greg can can end it. But man, well, Michael, I'll go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Right bro. now, bro, in all honesty, right now, one of my favorite entertainers and one of my favorite athletes of all time. If I had to invite two people to my house, to the mansion, right now, to have dinner, to the, to the mansion. <laughs> yeah, baby, you know, hey, because I know one gonna smoke his weed, one gonna smoke his cigar with me. But I'm inviting Lil Duval yes. and I'm inviting Chad Johnson. Lil Duval and Chad Johnson. Ooh, okay. Listen, bro. Okay. Lil Duval is is beyond his time. He's become one of my favorite entertainers, like to up to this point, because the nigga is down to earth, the nigga funny, but real, like, and I, I'm, you know, we're all at this stage in our lives where we're trying to understand life and the way we're living. Yes. And yes, you know, it's yes. you know, just listening to people talk, listening to, you know. I feel like that's a person where we're going to laugh and they might end up giving you the real on accident. But later on, when you think yeah. about it, you know, I'll get it. Um, and then Chad Johnson, because, bro, I feel like we did, we almost the same person. Like, you know, with our sport, with our craft. <laughs> bro, we, you know, we're going to talk shit. We're going to work hard. You definitely was a big shit. Exactly, bro, exactly. So we're going to talk shit. We're going to work like nobody will ever. And I don't think, you know, within my five years at Morgan State, anybody can ever accuse me of not working hard for you know for but you know everybody know the trials and shit but nobody you, you can't accuse me of working hard if you worked out with me near me but you you saw me doing what i had to do um oh yeah and, yeah. and you know it's just exactly bro, exactly exactly so it's like bro then those just two of the people were right now i feel like bro i sat down to have a conversation with them i would definitely come out of it with you know not a different mindset but with definitely some 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 good tools that I could use, and that's just probably a vibe you want to yeah. be around. Like yeah, yeah bro, like yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would say my two people right now in this stage of my life, I'm very inquisitive about Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. I want to see what made him tick. Like what I I, I vaguely know about the Pan Africanism movement mm-hmm. and. What it was all about, RBG and all of that, but I want to know more. 
And uh, my second dinner guest at this point in my life will probably the always honorable. be Obama. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Obama. Nah, 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 I ain't gonna okay. Say all right. All right. <laughs> I, I got dinner with them. Oh, gotcha, brother. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> nah, but Obama, man. I would I would have Obama. Because I want to see what makes him mm-hmm. tick. I want to see. I just want to pick his brain, dog. Like his aura. I, I want I want that amongst yeah. me. And I feel like I can learn a lot from Obama. Why were you chosen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of. That kind of question always uh, plagues me when I think mm. about him. Um, yeah, so that those two guys, but you know, of course, the honorable Elijah Muhammad would definitely be at the table yeah. too. Uh, Solomon, um, a lot of people, man. I, 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 that That's what I'm saying. That list can go on and on because there's so many top. Like, bro, you have to realize at this stage in our life, while we're inquisitive about so much. We have mastered so yeah. much up until this point already. And we know a lot mm. about a whole lot, bro. We know a lot about a whole lot at the tender ages of 24, 25, um, you know, 26. So it's like, bro, we can yeah. we can talk about it and we can teach about the other aspects that we, you know, that we have become well-versed on. That's a fact. Cut from a different club. I, I think we lost Willie G. Oh, shit. I think we lost but you know, man, we we chat, yeah. we chat regularly, bro. It's all love, baby. Um, that that was all my topics. I don't know if you had another topic you wanted to discuss. Yeah, baby, you know I can I can talk with the best of them. It don't matter to me. <laughs> it don't matter to me. Yeah, we we ain't gonna hold y'all too long. We ain't gonna bleed y'all ears to death. Next time we will. We'll go for a two-hour episode next. Oh, week. and that's but that's what we gotta make these folks stop paying us, man. We can't keep doing it for free. Can't yeah, give them yeah. freestyles yeah, because my style this. ain't free. But it's all right, baby. Go ahead and do your thug thizzle, baby. Until then, baby. One, two, Four, three. Four, five, six. Seven, eight, and nine. Ten, bitch. Yes, sir. You know what it is. We love y'all, man. Tune in next time for our next episode. Peace.